Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, Sydney, we've reached it. We've reached the end of uh, the season for the American Pipeline podcast here. We've reached the NHL draft, the biggest day, I would say, in what we're trying to do here as a podcast. Um, obviously, this is the American Pipeline podcast presented by Ben and Jim McKenney Hockey. I'm Mike Stevens. This is Sydney Wolf from the Rink Live. Sydney, why don't we just hop right into it? We got a lot to cover. Let's start with the guy right at the top. You know, we're talking about American Pipeline prospects. This is arguably the top one now. Uh, goes third overall to Columbus. Adam Fantilli. Yeah, it was kind of a fun draft being able to watch everything. Some guys went higher than I thought. Some guys went lower than I thought. There were some you know, fun little switch-ups here and there. And I think, too, a lot of people thought Fantilli was going to go second. And then the day of the draft, there was all this, I guess, talk the day of that he was going to go third. So things kind of – that last day or that day of, I guess, a lot of things change. A lot of things happen. Teams make up their mind and stuff. But – I don't know. I've been hearing some rumors trying to listen to if he's going to come back to Michigan or not. It sounds like Columbus, I assume, is going to try and sign him. So I'm hoping that we will probably get an announcement within the next probably week or two now that he knows officially where he's going and probably what the management's going to want him to do and all that stuff. So he's officially a, a blue jacket. And honestly, I tweeted this out, but Columbus drafted like just some great NCAA players I thought like obviously I don't know all the players in the draft because we're specifically focusing on American Pipeline in this show but they draft Fantilli and then they also get Gavin Brindley who Mm -hmm. I know Fantilli was like he's great one of my teammates great player was really high on him Um, could have been a first round pick but just barely you know had to had to be picked in the second round but definitely could have been a first rounder um, I think he's going to be a great player too. I think just the size was something that turned some teams off because he's not, you know, a super big guy. Um, but not only did Columbus get Fantilli, they get Gavin Brindley. They also take Will Whitelaw, who we've talked about a bunch on this show too. Again, not the not the biggest guy, so some teams might not be into that. But Clark Cup champion, he had almost 40 goals in the USHL this year, which that is a feat to do. That is very hard. Um, and then Columbus also adding adding even more on top of that, get Andrew Strathman, um, who's also a Clark Cup champion, getting some Youngstown players. He's a, uh, just under six feet, left shot defenseman. He's returning, I believe, to the USHL this year. So getting one more year of development before heading to college hockey. But he's also a really good USHL prospect. So, wow, I don't know. Columbus must have just had their eye on a lot of uh, college hockey, American pipeline players, and they come out with a couple of the best ones, honestly. Yeah, clearly they, they really loved it, but Hey, good for them. Like they're, they're stocking up and this is a big year for, uh, for NCAA guys, for American pipeline guys specifically. Um, and we, uh, I guess we move over now to the, the high level Boston college uh, players, a trio that got selected two in the top 10. And then one is seemingly a, a huge steal at uh, 23. Why don't we go through those? 
Yeah, so we've talked about these guys all year. Everybody knows their names by now if you've been listening to this podcast or any other podcast that talks about prospects. Um, Will Smith goes fourth overall. Everybody knew he was going to be one of the top guys because he's sort of just been like that top prospect, I guess, for for that US NTDP team. So he goes uh, fourth overall. Ryan Leonard, not too far after him, goes eighth. And then Gabe Perot honestly fell a, a little bit, honestly. I know some teams were high on him and some weren't, but he ends up going 23rd overall. Uh, I know some people, since I'm in Minnesota, wanted the Wild to pick him. I think it was like two picks before or one pick before or something like that. Um, but he ends up going to the Rangers. So I think he'll be a, a pretty good pick. And all three of those guys, really, really high-level prospects um, in the NTDP system. And wow, BC and BU, which we'll talk about here in a second, have a lot of uh, good freshmen here coming in this year, next year. No, clearly. I mean, they're, they're, they're cleaning up there. Um, all right, let's talk about UConn. Uh, a guy going in the middle of the draft, Matthew Wood uh, to Nashville. Big dude. Let's, you know, talk a little bit about him. Yeah, so this guy, I think everybody thought for sure, you know, probably going to be a first round pick. And he does end up going pretty high at 15th overall to Nashville. And he's a guy who already has size. He's like 6'4", 200 pounds. So he's already got that size that people want to see. Um, definitely a bigger guy. Sometimes they take a little bit extra time to develop in college hockey, which that's already what he's doing. He finished up his freshman year um, and he just had a monster freshman season. I mean, he led UConn in scoring. He was, I think, the youngest player in college hockey this year, um, the youngest or the second youngest, something like that, which is really hard to do. Um, so for him, I think a lot of teams were like, OK, this guy is big. He's got size, which most teams want. And he can score and he'll probably have, you know, another year or two of college hockey to develop. So kind of like a perfect overall situation there. And that's going to end up being a, a good pick there for Nashville. Clearly, clearly a great pick. Um, all right. Let's talk a little bit, though, about uh, Oliver Moore, who falls a little, a little more than we expected. But he still goes in the top 20, 19th overall to Chicago, who obviously picked you know, Connor Bedard, you know, a franchise changing type player. But Oliver Moore is not too shabby either. Yeah, I think some people, when I was reading different draft perspectives on different players, some people had Oliver Moore ranked really, really high, and other people's kind of had him, you know, later in the first round. So I think some people thought he was going to go a bit higher than what he went. Um, but, you know, it is how it is. The draft goes how it goes. You can't really control that. Um, and he gets picked to Chicago. Yeah, they get Bedard, they get Oliver Moore, and it seems like those are two really, really solid picks in the first round. Um, so honestly, I think a lot of Chicago fans were pretty excited with what they got in that in that big first day. Yeah, clearly. Um, all right, let's keep going. Charlie Strammel, uh, a bit higher than expected, uh, but still, you know, a, a very interesting pick, uh, you know, going 21st overall uh, to the Minnesota Wild. What do we think of this? Yeah, this one, I know since obviously I'm from Minnesota, a lot of people were kind of conflicted on this pick because he's a guy who – People did expect to go kind of later in the first round, but he had a honestly disappointing a little bit freshman season at Wisconsin. Another guy who has that big size, he's a big guy and the wild need like big centers. So that's kind of what they picked, but he just didn't really have a good freshman year, but we've talked about this before and Wisconsin is getting a brand new coach this year. So that could end up helping him. You know, he still has time to develop. 
Um, but I know a lot of people also listed Stramel as one of those kind of boomer bust picks of the draft. He could end up developing and doing really good in the next few years, or if he plays like he did last year, might be sort of more of that bust pick. So kind of a riskier pick, I guess. Um, and he definitely went a little higher than expected. I know some people said late first round, early, early second round, and he goes 21st overall. So a little high. And I know some Minnesota fans were feeling a little uh, conflicted after that happened. Hey, you never know. That's the thing with these kids. You never know. Um, all right, let's talk about some Boston University commits here, starting with, you know, a guy just outside the top 10 uh, in Tom Willander at Vancouver, a very, you know, hotly talked about pick. What do you think? Yeah, this was another high pick there. And like we said, BC has some great commits. So does BU. So, I mean, some of those East Coast teams are going to be really strong here in the next few years. He got picked 11th overall. He's a big, you know, right shot D from Sweden. And obviously teams love picking those big right shot D. Um, six foot one, about 180 pounds. From what I read, you know, I haven't really been able to watch him much. He's in Sweden. Um, but he has good skating, good compete. He can produce a little bit of offense and he's solid defensively. So seems like a little bit of, of everything that you'd want in a defender and also a U18 world's guy so that's pretty good and then another high level uh bu commit not as high as pick 11 but mm -hmm. brandon svoboda i think is how you say his last name got picked 71st overall another bu guy to san jose and he's a, a bigger dude too 6'3 200 pounds another clark cup champion a lot of the youngstown guys got picked uh in the draft uh especially on day two guy i read that as you know good forecheck good passing skills um 26 points in 59 games in his first USHL season, which is pretty good. So BC has some good commits, but uh, BU had some has some good picks in the draft as well this year. Absolutely. All right. Let's talk about some junior league guys uh, in the American pipeline. You know, the AJHL, BCHL, OJHL, stuff like that. Let's start with a guy who was a uh, who ended up being a first round pick um, in uh, Bradley Nadeau of Penticton. He went 30, 30th overall to Carolina, who tends to draft pretty well. It's from Penticton of the BCHL. Yeah, this is another guy, too, who people said, you know, very well could have been a first-round pick or he could have slid a little bit and been, you know, one of those second-round guys on day two. But he does go 30th overall, so pretty high there. And sometimes those guys in, like, the BCHL, AJHL, you know, they might get – put really high on those central scouting lists. And sometimes they end up falling, which we'll talk about a couple here in a second, but he stayed really high, got picked high and Carolina, another team that had some, some really good NCAA recruitment picks like Bradley Nadeau, who I believe is going to Maine this year, if I'm not mistaken. They also select Jaden Perron at 94th overall. Great pick there. Again, a guy who doesn't really have size. So that might be why he didn't go as high maybe as if he was like a bigger guy but solid pick with him. And they picked Michael Emerson, who Perron and Emerson are going to be North Dakota teammates here coming up. Um, they picked him at 190. So Carolina had a couple of uh, nice picks, uh, you know, in the NCAA American pipeline. But otherwise, uh, some other guys playing uh, junior hockey in Canada. One of the other guys we mentioned, Nadeau's, uh, one of his, a couple of his teammates actually got picked here, I believe, uh, like BCHL guys, AJHL guys, we had, a, we had a couple of them, handful, I guess you could say, but Adar Suniev uh, went 79th overall to Nashville. He's a UMass commit. A couple of guys from the AJ, uh, Hudson Malinowski, went at pick 153 to Toronto. He's a Providence commit. Aiden Celebrini, who everybody knows the Celebrini name by now, goes 171 to Vancouver. He's a right shot D 
Um, Sebastian Bradshaw goes 221 to Dallas, big forward, New Hampshire commit. And then one that I thought fell kind of a lot from some of the draft rankings I saw was Aiden Fink, who was like the top scoring guy in the AJHL this year. I know some people had him high, some people had him lower, but he fell all the way to 218, which I was a little surprised to see, honestly. But, um, you know, he still got picked. He's going to be going to Penn State. Um, and then a couple of just other guys as well. Another BCHL guy, Owen Beckner, goes to Ottawa at 204. He's a Colorado College commit. Um, St. Cloud State commit Warren Clark of the MJ goes 179th to Tampa Bay, another right-handed defender with some with some good upside. And then uh, a guy from the OJ, Ryan McPherson, goes 172 to Philly, and he's another New Hampshire commit. So a couple of guys uh, playing juniors in Canada end up uh, getting picked, which is cool to see. Absolutely. All right. Now we had a uh, we had a bit of a goalie frenzy happening in the second round. We got kicked off uh, with, you know, a, just a, a huge run of goalies and specifically uh, American Pipeline goalies getting picked. Let's start with Adam Guyan, who went 35th overall to Chicago. Big year. Uh, uh, you know, he's a big year for, for the Minnesota Duluth uh, uh, commit. Yeah, I know some people were like, okay, who's going to be the first goalie off the board? Some people were thinking it was going to be Hrabble because he's a super tall goalie. Guyan was, you know, not as tall. He's not like six foot seven, but he is really athletic and had a really big year. And then there's like NTDP guys, there's Fowler. So I think people were mostly just like, okay, when are the goalies going to start going and who's going to be first? So he ends up being the first goalie off the board at 35, going to Chicago, another solid American pipeline pick for Chicago. We already mentioned Bedard and more. Um, and he's actually planning, last I heard, on playing for Green Bay of the USHL this upcoming year. So he's still got another year of development before he goes to college hockey. Uh, Michael Ravel goes 80, 38th overall to Arizona. So just a couple picks later, all of a sudden, everybody, I think, realized, like, okay, the goalies are going to start going. So we got to pick one. Um, he's going to be going to UMass, I believe, this season. He's that guy who's really big, really tall. A lot of people love to see that. Trey Augustine goes 41st, so again, just a couple picks later, to Detroit. He's going to be playing for Michigan State. And then Jacob Fowler, another Youngstown guy who had another really, really good season, goes 69th to Montreal. So a couple of goalies were off the board, like three really quick, and then Fowler was just a little bit after that. So there was kind of a, a goalie frenzy of, okay, people are picking goalies now. We got to pick them or they're going to be gone. So that was kind of funny to see. Absolutely. All right. Let's talk some USHL guys. Let's start with Maxim Strabic or Sturback, sorry, who uh, of Sioux Falls in the USHL. He goes 45th over to, overall to Buffalo. And Buffalo is just compiling an incredible group of prospects here. It'll be very interesting to see. Yeah, they grab a two good D in the draft on, on day two. And he, from what I've read, is a really solid pick with a lot of upside. He came to the USHL this year. He's a Michigan State commit, from what I remember. And they also grabbed Gavin McCarthy um, just a couple, uh, not too long after that pick, 86. Um, so they get two really solid defensemen um, in the USHL with quite a bit of upside. So some really good prospects for Buffalo um, rounding out some of their defensemen and some good prospects to have in, in their prospect pipeline. Absolutely. All right, let's, let's keep going. We got Brady Cleveland, a great hockey name of uh, the national team development program goes 47th overall to Detroit. This was another player. I wasn't really sure where he was going to land number wise in the draft, just because 
I know some teams probably really needed this type of player and other teams probably were like, we don't need this type of player um, because he's a guy who's not really going to contribute any offense. I don't think he's had any goals for the NTDP, uh, but he's a big physical guy, huge hits, hard hits. So if that's what your team needs, this is exactly who you'd want to pick. But I know some teams, if you already have that, maybe you're, maybe you're not looking for that. Um, But big guy too, he's six, five over 200 pounds. Um, and I believe he's going to be a freshman at Wisconsin this year. So goes 47th to Detroit. So they get uh, a big physical defenseman in Brady Cleveland. Absolutely. All right. Danny Nelson, big athletic center, Notre Dame commit, uh, goes 49th overall to the Islanders who love their big boys. Yeah. And this is actually kind of a, a project of a pick from everybody I've talked to that he might take a couple years to develop. He's not going to probably be one of those guys who's a one and done. He's probably going to take a, a couple of years of college hockey, you know, round out his game. It sounds like he needs to maybe contribute a little bit more offensively, but big guy, athletic guy. It usually takes a little bit longer for those bigger guys to develop a little bit. So he's got time in college hockey, play some with Notre Dame, uh, and that should be a pretty solid pick there for the Islanders. Should be for sure. All right, let's talk about Zach Naring of the of Shattuck St. Mary's going 82nd overall to Winnipeg. Yeah, I was uh, there's a couple of Shattuck guys that were eligible for the draft this year, but I believe Zach was the only one who actually got picked. So I was a little surprised by that, but uh, he was ranked pretty high on a lot of people's lists. He's a Western Michigan commit. He was second in points on his Shattuck team this year, uh, and he's a pretty big guy too, six foot three hundred and seventy nine pounds. Um, and it's just going to be kind of interesting this year. There was a couple of smaller guys who got picked, the really like high-end guys like we talked about, Brindley, Whitelaw. But there were not many smaller guys picked in the draft this year. So a lot of these guys we're talking about here on day two, they were all definitely bigger guys. Some of the smaller guys uh, did not get picked this year. But there's a, a lot of size and a lot of teams picking guys like six foot and over on day two. Clearly, yeah, people taking swings on size in day two. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, Ty Mueller, uh, who goes 105th overall to Vancouver. He's a Nebraska-Omaha sophomore, but he's a double overager, 20 years old. So an, an overager or draft plus two guy. You don't see very many of those getting picked. He did by Vancouver. Is it a will? Is it a, a worthwhile swing? Yeah, this one I was kind of surprised. I didn't really remember seeing him on like, any people's projections but I know he's a solid player I was excited for the Nebraska Omaha fans because I think this one I mean maybe some people knew about it but I thought it was kind of a a pick that I did not think was coming so I was a little surprised by it Um, but yeah he's 20 already he turned 20 in February so definitely an older guy in the draft Um, five foot 11 so not the tallest but he's also not necessarily small um forward and this season as a sophomore he had 25 points in 34 games so definitely some nice progression so far in college hockey uh I'm assuming that they see in him they'll do probably another year or two at UNO and just keep on developing and hope he just gets better and better as he goes through uh the Maverick program absolutely all right let's talk about the champs Quinnipiac freshman Charles Alexis Legault goes 139th overall to Carolina Yeah, this one was one that I did see some people have uh, on their draft board, a solid defender, another big guy, six foot three, over 200 pounds, another right shot defenseman and teams love those guys. They need those guys. So wasn't super surprised to see him uh, get picked at 139. Another good pick for Carolina, too, by the way, they've had a couple of NCAA guys already we've talked about. Not a ton of points this year, but was a freshman, nine points in 40 games, obviously won the national championship. 
Um, so he was a part of that and assumedly has at least one or two, if not just go through all the four years of college hockey. So big right shot defenseman there going to uh, the Canes. Absolutely right. Cornell commit Hoyt Stanley, 108th overall to Ottawa. This is another guy, too, that was playing uh, junior hockey up in Canada for Victoria and the BCHL. From what I've heard, it sounds like he's an incoming college freshman this year and had really good point production, 38 points in 53 games. Another big right shot D. So we've seen uh, a couple of them already, talked about a couple of them already. Uh, he's from West Vancouver and, yeah, six foot three, 205, can put up some points. Obviously, that's going to attract a lot of eyes. So he gets picked to uh, Ottawa. Very cool. All right, let's go to RPI freshman Sutter Muzadi, who goes to Nashville at 143rd overall. This is another big guy too, 6'5", 209, but uh, he's a forward, so a little bit different here, but another big guy uh, going to Nashville. He had 22 points in 35 games this year as a freshman in college hockey. Obviously, that's really hard to do, so he caught some eyes by doing that. Uh, he's from Michigan. Uh, his dad, Jason, was, uh, was a goalie, so... He's got some family ties to hockey as well. Um, and good to see RPI getting a, a draft pick. They're not really a, a team that, you know, is going to have all the high-end talent. So cool to see that they get uh, a pick here and uh, someone going to the Preds. Absolutely. All right. Then we have, you know, it took a while, 197 picks to be exact. Uh, but Luke Middlestat finally got chosen. Yeah, some I know Gopher fans were really excited to see this because he's another 20-year-old, so it took a while. I know the first year they were like, is he going to get picked? And then he didn't. And then last year they're like, is he going to get picked? And he didn't. And then he finally got picked this year. Um, but I think it's really deserving. I mean, you look through his stats in high school, he was a great player. In the USHL, he made it to the Clark Cup final with Madison and almost had a point per game. And then this year as a freshman at Minnesota, had a really solid year, went to the World Junior Cup. Um 5'11", so again, not the biggest guy, not the smallest guy, but it's shown that he can, you know, produce at every level so far. So I thought somebody was going to take a pick on him, and I'm glad that uh, someone did. He goes 197 overall to Montreal. So I'm glad somebody took a pick on him, and uh, his his draft finally finally came, I guess, this year as a 20-year-old. Well, we got another double overager here who went just, you know, in the in the final little little bottom picks of the, of the draft, 216th overall to Edmonton. It is Merrimack sophomore Matt Capone. Yeah, these kind of, this kind of rounds out the the freshmen, I guess, in college hockey or sophomores, I guess you could say. But Matt Capone, another 20-year-old. There was only a couple of them. Yeah, he ends up going 216 overall towards the end of the draft to Edmonton, 5'11". Um, and this year, again, his freshman year, not super flashy stats, but this last year he had 29 points in 37 games for Merrimack, who had a, a really good season this year, honestly. So give him another year or two, and he'll, he'll, he'll keep developing. And if Merrimack has another good season, uh, that should help as well. So nice pick there from Edmonton late in the draft. Absolutely. All right, let's keep going here. Uh, Mr. Hockey, Jason Shagabe, um, you know, UMD commit, uh, but as someone that you're, you're familiar with, uh, goes 115th overall to Tampa Bay. 
Yeah, I thought this was a good pick by Tampa just because I've seen Jason play a bunch since I'm in Minnesota. And every time I watch him, it's it's really fun. Obviously, he's going to have to go to the USHL, which is a whole different level of hockey. Uh, but watching him at War Road was really, really fun. He was a great player to watch. He won Mr. Hockey, which is a, a hard award to win. And obviously, a lot of the people who've won that award have gone on to do really good things. So he goes to Tampa Bay. They get Mr. Hockey. It sounds like he's going to be playing in the USHL this year before he goes to Duluth. Um, and then kind of funny enough, his teammate, Hampton Slukinski, also of Warroad, goes three picks after uh, to Los Angeles. Uh, he's a goaltender and won the Frank Brimzuk Award, which is like the top goalie, uh, senior goalie in Minnesota high school hockey. So both of them really high-level players in Minnesota this year. Um, and L.A. gets him as a goaltender. He's committed to Northern Michigan. I assume he's also going to be playing juniors this upcoming year. Um, Northern Michigan had another commit that got picked as well, Rasmus Larson. He's kind of a recent commit. Um, he went 152 overall to the Rangers, um, bigger left shot D from Sweden. And then uh, not too many high school guys this year, but then one guy that I knew, um, Chase Cheslock from Rogers, goes 154 to New Jersey. He's another guy, big guy, right shot D, obviously has a, a fairly longer path to to get to pro because he still has to he just finished high school he's got to play juniors and then he'll go play college so a couple years down the road still but really promising really promising pick there really promising all right let's go to some ushl guys as well who, who got drafted let's try and rapid fire these as much as we can uh because there are a lot but let's start with martin miss missiak sorry martin missiak of uh, uh of youngstown he goes 55th overall to chicago yeah, there's no way we're going to be able to mention everybody. So sorry to anyone whose name we don't mention. There's no way we'd be able to get through all of it in just 30 minutes. But yeah, so Martin went uh, fairly high, 55th overall to to Chicago. You know, another another good Chicago pick here. Another Youngstown guy as well. Winning the Clark Cup, it seems like a lot of people were probably watching them and they had a lot of good talent on their team. And he was their first line center. So obviously a lot of teams want to be picking Good centers and uh, another guy too, 6'2", 200 pounds, so pretty good size. He's from Slovakia um, and came over to play in the USHL this year. Didn't have like crazy points when he played, but he came over sort of like in the middle of the season, if I'm remembering correctly. And he's not currently committed to a college program, so I assume he's going to go back to the USHL this year, play one more year, get his college commitment, and then head to college, um, just because I haven't heard any news of him going um to any ncaa program as of yet tanner ludke the lincoln stars goes 81st overall to arizona he's a uno commit yeah one of the uh really good scores of the ushl this year he goes to arizona uh not the biggest guy but he's six foot so i think everybody arizona picked i think i saw a tweet about it was six foot plus so he was at the at the lowest i guess of six foot they drafted some really tall people um, throughout the draft, but he was a really good Minnesota high school player, went to the USHL this year instead of playing a senior year, and he posted 66 points over a point per game, and anything over 30 goals in the USHL is really impressive, so that should be a good pick for Arizona, and another guy who's probably got a couple years of college hockey, though, before he ends up uh, at the pro level. The Knubel name will remain in Philly uh, moving forward because they have selected Mike Knubel's son, Cole Knubel, 103rd overall from the Fargo force. Yeah, I know that was kind of a, a fun thing that happened the other day. And 
Uh, he had a, a really electric season too, 30 goals, which like I just said, 30 goals is really hard to do um, and had over a point per game this year for Fargo, who made it all the way to the Clark Cup. They had a great year um, and he's too, you know, got some got some time to develop at Notre Dame. A couple of good Notre Dame commits here getting picked this year. So I assume they're going to have a pretty uh, dangerous squad here in a year or two as well. Absolutely. All right. Chris Pelosi, um, someone who could be related to Nancy. Not sure. Either way, 92nd overall to the Bruins from Sioux Falls. Yeah, another uh, guy with some good size, 6'2", 185 pounds, uh, committed to play for the reigning national champions in Quinnipiac. Um, just started playing for the USHL. I believe he started out started out in the in the NAHL and then got moved up. Um, and he was playing for Sioux Falls, who didn't have a great season. So his points might not look super crazy when you first look at them, but you got to kind of keep in mind that Sioux Falls wasn't a great team this year. Um, so we'll see if he ends up uh, playing one more year of juniors here, or if he ends up uh, going into Quinnipiac. Either way, uh, goes in the top 100. So pretty impressive there. Pretty impressive too. All right, I'm going to give you one more player to yeah. to to sort of go through from the USHL before we move on and we finish with the NTDP guys. Who yeah, is your I'll last pick? Look through this list here. I won't mm-hmm. talk about anybody in depth, but just notably Eric Polkamp, who is like arguably one of the best defenders in the USHL, went to San Jose. That was a big one. Um, there's so many people on this list. I know the the Wild picked two hometown, you know, Minnesotans and Aaron Pionk and uh, Jimmy Clark, but there's so many people on this list. We can't mention them all. I'm so sorry if we didn't mention your name. Uh, We could not get through all of them. And NTDP guys, I know you just said that again, not going to be able to mention all of Mm -hmm. them, but a bunch more of the NTDP guys got, uh, got picked. So a lot of them went uh, notably, I know another goalie, Carson Musser went to, to Arizona. So a lot of goalies and there were even more goalies that weren't American pipeline goalies. So a couple of really good goalies in this draft, but Again, can't really mention everybody. There was a bunch of other players, too, I had on, like, a, a misc list this mm-hmm. year. Because um, there's a couple guys who, you know, are people that are committed, but they're not necessarily playing in juniors quite yet. Maybe they're in high school or AAA teams. There's always a handful of, of those guys, especially towards the end of the draft. But overall, I thought it was a, a fun draft. Uh, there wasn't too many, I think, crazy things. It was kind of also funny. It wasn't the first day there was, like, no trades um, yeah, it's so first time since 2007. Yeah, that was uh, sort of weird, but I guess it made for a, a, a quick first day. Um, but always still fun to watch it. lasted four hours. Yeah, still still long, but I guess that helps a little bit maybe. Um, but It helped me, who, who you know, writes all the news hits, because I was able to, to just... scramble and re-say who's got the pick now. <laughs> exactly, it was great. Um, Sydney, I want, before we head out and before we bid everyone adieu in, uh, for the season... I want you to give me your favorite American Pipeline pick from the draft off the top of your head. Oh, gosh. Favorite American Pipeline pick. You know, I think one that's going to end up being really good that I'm going to watch a lot next year. I'm going to say, well, I don't want to pick a first round. Well, you can do whatever you want. Go free reign. You know, really interesting. I think the guy that I'm going to want to, you know, keep my eyes on, I think it's going to be interesting to watch and see what Luke Middlestad does. Just as a guy who went as a, a double overager, the Gophers team is going to be really good probably again this year. They're loading back up with talent. It pains me to say that as a St. Cloud fan, um, but, you know, had a great season. He finally gets picked this year. I, I think he could have a big year. I didn't want to pick a, a first round guy. I feel like that's too easy because they're all probably going to do good, you know. So pick somebody else. I'll I'll pick Luke Middlestat, and I I assume he's set up for another good year this year at Minnesota. 
Well, there you have it, folks. Our first year of American Pipeline in the books. The draft was a great draft. Ton, obviously a ton of talent. We couldn't get to all of it, but I think we did a great job of summing it all up. Sydney, as always, thank you uh, for all of your insight, all of your knowledge. Literally wouldn't be able to do it, do it without you. And thank you to the listeners for and, and watchers and viewers, however you want to call them, for listening and watching us. It's great. Um, if anything big happens, we'll obviously be back for a pod. But if not, this is our last sort of regular show of the season. So, again, thank you for tuning in. And if you want to listen to any past episodes of the show, um, you can go to THN or thehockeynews.com slash podcast or any podcatcher. We're there. Um, so, yeah, Sydney, enjoy your off season, and uh, we will see everyone later.